0: Welcome, everyone, to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday morning on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. I'm Brian, and over there is the lovable luchador, El Hey, guys. So on today's episode, we're going to relax on the beach a bit under the warm sun. There have been countless levels inspired by the summer months, some of them even taking place during summer itself. After putting together the top 10 summer themed games for Level Down Games, which, if you haven't seen yet, go check that on our YouTube channel. It's amazing. We decided we wanted to explore the musical side of that idea. So our opening track is my first pick for this episode, and that is the Midsummer Fire Festival from World of Warcraft. And that is the Alliance version of the song, not the Horde version of the song. The Horde version is very similar, just a little bit, you know, of of a different tuning, obviously a little bit of a drop tuning kind of a thing for just to sound more ominous for the horde. Um, the midsummer fire festival is a event that takes place every year in Warcraft. Uh, usually end of June to beginning of July. It usually ends the day after the 4th of July. And all it is basically, it's just a big festival where you go around, you can go do, you know, visit these taverns and bonfires. You can toss flaming torches, dance around the fire. It's just, a fun time, um, just a, a quick little event. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do, but it's just a. Well, it used to be a time when people would come together in the game and in the community and just have fun. Now it's been going on for as long as I can remember, possibly even since the game came out. So I mean, we're we're talking, you know, thirteen years or so. And there's only so much you can do every year when, when it doesn't change that much.
1: <laughs> Still, it's, you know, the tradition is drunken revelry. Of course. You know, it's, it's what we do. You know, we, we get drunk. We throw fire around at each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know me and my friends would shoot fireworks at each other. So it's a, it's a, the it's a same kind of concept. Yeah.
0: And I mean, obviously, one of the the big reasons I opened with this track and, and, I, started, and I picked this one is, to me, Summer has a lot to do with bonfires and and just around a campfire, having some drinks with friends, family, whatever the case may be. Um, It's always a good time. And this track, I feel, just inspires that. It brings that emotions out. And like I said, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it it even set like the the theme of the song has a lot of medieval fair type of a influence to it as well. I'm sure you could totally hear that when we were listening to it. But yeah, obviously World of Warcraft. Probably one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. And you will be hearing a lot more music from that because I can probably find any song from that game to fit any anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, my first track, um, I'm going to go for one of my favorite games also on the PC. Uh, the Secret of Monkey Island. We're going to go to The Lookout and we'll be back after this. lookout from the secret of monkey island Uh, just for those who don't know of the game uh, secret of monkey island was a 2d adventure game it was played by a third-person perspective yeah. it's a point it's a point-and-click game uh you control guide Threepwood uh through the world uh, you have your 12 commands which is pretty standard for all point-and-click games like mm-hmm. talk to pick up um and you can converse other characters you try it's one of those try this with this kind of games right um and error. pretty much <laughs> it, it's uh you choose different topics of discussion along the way it's and it's a pretty good system um a lot of the game has, you know, your, your actions are by a cut scene because, you know, you're, you're all based on your your choices and your this's and that's's. Uh, like every other LucasArts game, The Secret of Monkey Allen has a philosophy where it's almost impossible to die. Sure. Uh, there's, there's really only one way to die in this game, and that is uh, there's a scene where you are underwater, and if you can't figure the puzzle out in 10 minutes, a whopping 10 minutes, then you die. <laughs> all right. So, uh, it, you know, the hours I poured into this game, and just the track
0: itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole, from what I remember, this whole game has excellent music to it.
1: It, it really is, uh, and you wouldn't expect it, you know. Just it's this is this is a pretty early PC game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a it's it's pretty much it's centered around uh, pirates and treasure and the island itself. This is so early, everything.
0: Uh, early Tim Schafer game. It is, from, it is from Double Fine.
1: Absolutely, this is one of his earlier earliest games. Yeah. Uh, along with uh i do believe what maniac
0: mansion and Mm -hmm. uh i love those games god i love those games Uh, a lot of the stuff for uh lucas arts full throttle grim fandango great great games
1: yeah uh but i i I go back to this game ever so often too i've played it a thousand times over and still but the the music everything was island themed and that's what i you know i live on an island myself uh, Long Island. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 still an island, But you know, when I think of summer, I think of the beach. I think of you know the ocean. And uh, so th- this just takes me right there. This is the, the, for, for, when it comes to summer. Monkey Island. That's that's my jam.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a good track. I was looking up. Uh, Michael Land actually composed. The Monkey Island series. I wanted to see the other games that he's done, and surprisingly, he hasn't done a whole lot in the uh, the gaming industry. He did the the Secret of Monkey Island series. He did Starway, uh, Star Wars X Wing. He did uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Um, obviously, all the Monkey Island games. He did SimCity Four with several others. Uh, the Bard's Tale and a game called The Dig from 1995. So, not 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 a whole lot of games. Obviously, probably synonymous with monkey island i think it would be michael land um
1: but if you're into point and click adventures definitely give monkey island a, a checkout this is it's, it's easily top five all time
0: yeah it's it's a good game i um it's been so long since I have played it. Obviously, I was a huge fan of the LucasArts point-and-click games as well. Full I, had I, had <laughs> I had them all. I had yeah, my
2: favorite.
0: I had them all. Full Throttle still still my favorite. I uh, obviously a lot of them have been coming out as remasters lately. I'd have yet to pick up the uh, Full Throttle remastered edition, if, the most re- do, uh, the most recent one. Do you? Yeah, I have uh, Grim Fandango remastered.
1: I. I, I- I recently picked up, because it was a free game on uh, PSN, was the uh, the remaster
0: of um, Day of the Tentacle. Oh, I downloaded that. I just haven't played it yet. <laughs>
1: Great game. Funny as hell. Of course. I mean, point, point and click
0: perfection. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go ahead and move on to my next pick. And for this one, we're going to go to a little game on the Nintendo DS, the original DS, called Lost in Blue. This is The Cave Theme. From lost in blue a game on the nintendo Two uh nintendo ds that released back in 2005 um this was an interesting game it was a sandbox style of a game it's by konami so we'll, we'll never see another one but uh, <laughs> it, it followed two teenagers keith and sky as they basically struggled to survive on this deserted island um i i forget exactly how they ended up there i don't remember it's been 13 years 12 years but I do remember that the game was extremely nonlinear, and it actually had multiple endings, so every time you played it, depending on what you did, it could actually provide a different story and a different ending. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the game wasn't received extremely well, from what I remember. I think it got, like, sixes and sevens from... a um, majority of the major publications but i just thought this was so cool because you basically had control of everything you did on the island like if you wanted to you know go off and explore and then try to find food or find shelter or or do whatever it was totally up to you you could do that and um it was one of the first games to make use of the touchscreen and the microphone features built into the into the DS, so for instance, like when you were making fire, like if you were building a fire, you would have to, um, you know, rub the sticks together with the LNR button, and, oh, that's and cool. blow into the microphone to actually, catch, you know, get the fire to start, and. Um, I just thought it was cool. I remember spending a lot of time with this game, and then a lot of time with the uh, with the sequel. Uh, I probably liked the the first one better than the the second one, just because of the uniqueness that it that it was. There wasn't a whole lot of games like that when it came out. Um, and I was looking up the uh, the composer for this one was uh, Steven Gerring, and I wanted to see some other games that he did. And his resume is not that impressive. He did My Frogger Toy Trials for the DS. He did uh, Frogger Adventures and Frogger Adventures 2. He did a game called Carnival on the Nintendo 64 that I have not even heard of. Never. (laughs) Uh, He did a game called Powerboat Racing on the Nintendo 64. He did the N64 Scooby-Doo game. roo -roo. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, he did, like, Galactic Tazball on the DS. uh, Sim Animals Africa. Jurassic Park 3, The DNA Factor, Sim Animals, just... just not a single game i played. <laughs> no, not, like, no no big-name games, and that's, that sucks, because that, that track is actually pretty good, and from what I remember, the music in Lost in Blue was actually really well done, so um, I probably would say that, you know, that series is his best work, at least from my knowledge. I might have to explore some of those other games and see how the music sounds in them, but... Uh, yeah, I, I do like the whole deserted island concept of you know trying to survive just why i like the survival games on pc like the long dark and things like that because i like going out and trying to survive i want to see if i could actually do it
1: without the actual risk yeah, um no without, without then, actually going out <laughs> and
0: doing it you know in in, now, in person
1: <laughs> now with, with the name lost in the blue the first thing that popped into my mind was the movie blue lagoon uh, anything uh, like that or uh, are, are there they're, they're, blue the blue lagoon where? is Blue Lagoon uh, was a movie, a teen drama, where uh, two cousins are marooned in an island. They bang. No. No? Okay, well.
0: (laughs) Nothing like that. I don't think Nintendo would have let that fly on the DS. (laughs) Would have been hot. 1980.
1: Classic. Look it up.
0: (laughs) All right. Moving on.
1: All right. Um, So, for my next pick... I'm going to pick something a little out of my wheelhouse, the most okay. people would think, but uh, definitely a game that I am familiar with. I'm going to pick Altamir's from Tales of Symphonia. And that was Ultimates from Teritsu Abu Shinfonia. Uh it's a, it's, a, it's a Japanese role-playing game released for the Nintendo GameCube um, on August 2003 in Japan and in uh, July 2004 for North America. It's produced by Namco. Uh, it's the fifth core product in the Tales series, yes. following Lloyd Irving and his friend Gina Sage as they accompany the chosen Cullet Brunel and her guardians, Rain Sage and Kratos Aran, mm-hmm. on her journey of world regeneration. The purpose of the journey is to replenish Silverant with mana a necessary energy to their survival yes um did i do good there because uh, i've never played this game
0: yeah, it, sounded, it sounded like uh, sounded like the uh you know actual official description of the game probably from bandai namco's website <laughs> well, pretty much
1: I, char- I cherry picked what i wanted there uh
0: um, this is, without a doubt, the best Tales of game in the series. It's the one that I think most people would... Tales of Symphonia and Tales of Vesperia. Vesperia was on the um, Xbox 360, and which, for whatever reason, never came to the PlayStation 3. Um, everyone wants that game to come to PS4 to get a remaster, but I think at this point we're probably past that. I don't think they're going to go back to Vesperia. But Tales of um, Tales of Symphonia on the other hand, has received multiple iterations. Um, We had... The game came out on the PS3 and the PC um, as a compilation disc with its sequel, which was um, Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World, which came out on the Wii back in 2008. But uh, Tales of Symphonia itself, man, like I said, that game... For the GameCube, had some fantastic JRPGs. Let's just let's just get that out of the way right at the start. So, you had Tales of Symphona, you had Bait and Kaidos, um, you know, the two original Bait and Kaidos games. Those three alone are just great, 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 great games. And um, the composer for the Tales series, uh, Motoi Sakuraba, has done fantastic work. So, he's most famously known for, like, the Star Ocean series, uh, he does the Tales of series, obviously. Um, he's done some work on Valkyrie Profile, uh, Shining Force. He's done stuff on for like Mario Tennis, like the Mario Sports games. Um, he did Golden Sun. He did uh, he did Kaidos, the one I mentioned earlier. Um, he's done just Eternal Sonata. Um, some he's done some work on the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, everything that he touches generally is a fantastic game. And, obviously, he's best known for doing work on, um, like I said, JRPGs, like the Tales of series. He's, he's composed every single Tales of game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I can't think of one that he hasn't done, but maybe he has. And he's done, he's even done work on Dark Souls. So, he's um, just so gifted with his a way to to make music. And... But yeah, ta- going back to Tales of Symphonia, um, just everything about this game, the setting, the characters, it just was a, a very special game for the time it released back in 2003. And um, I wish that more Tales games would be like this now. Obviously, they have gotten better uh, more recently with Tales of Asteria and Tales of Berseria. But for a while there, the Tales of games were lacking severely. And Bandai Namco obviously realized that, so... That's why they tried to change things with Berseria. So I'm I'm definitely excited and interested to see what they do with the next Tales of game. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played um, Symphonia yet, you owe it to yourself if you're a fan of JRPGs, and especially a fan of the Tales series, too, to to go check this game out. It's amazing. Some of the, the best work that uh, the Tales studio has done to date. So... Um, I feel like that was my pick, but it actually wasn't. So <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and jump to uh, to my next track. And for this, we have a game called Outrun two thousand six Coast to Coast. This is Splash Wave nineteen eighty six. wave 1986 from outrun 2006 coast to coast which came out on you know unsurprisingly in the year 2006 uh this was released on the playstation 2 and xbox originally and then i believe it also came to um psp and pc at some point so i mean just everything about outrun 2006 coast to coast i remember playing this on the ps2 and i was always a fan of the outrun series i mean it's one of uh to um, racing games, which we talk about on uh, Game Oracles, if you if you haven't watched that episode yesterday, go ahead and check that out. But um, racing games, I, I have dabbled with a lot in the in the past, and Outrun has always been one that I've been very fond of. And Outrun two thousand six, Coast to Coast, I mean, just has this penultimate summer feeling I mean you're like driving on the coast of what looks like California I don't remember if it actually is California or if it's just meant to look like California but you know you got palm trees everywhere you're just coasting down the highway with the the ocean next to you and birds flying overhead just killer soundtrack all around this game was fun I I liked this game you know, that it really is summer to me, just going out cruising. Yeah. One know, of my p- favorite p- things besides having a fire in summer is just going out for a random drive at night, windows rolled down. If you have the ability with a car, you know, to drop the top, just have it open. Amazing, amazing experience.
1: Nothing like it. And you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to lead in something that also encapsulates summer for me, living on an island. Uh, my next track is going to come from Wraiths 64 while well, technically any track from this game could have been a summer theme. I'm going to pick the Sunset Bay. sunset bay from wave race 64 uh like i said earlier this game this whole entire game just encapsulates summer for me for sure. just ri- riding jet skis around and just having fun out in the ocean um this game actually is a sequel to the game boy game wave race mm-hmm. not surprisingly um this was actually uh the concept was come up with uh, by mr miyamoto um, the, the initial idea was to make this more like robots on the water who would transform. Uh, the, 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 even the running joke gag name for this was uh, F Zero on Water, <laughs> but Miyamoto says, "No, let's dial it back. Let's do jet skis. That's yeah. you know something so ground it more reality." And what we
0: ended up with was a great game. Yeah, for sure. With a with a sequel on the GameCube called Blue Storm Wave Race Blue Storm, which I also loved. I love the series. I wish that Nintendo would go back to it and, and release another one for the Switch. I really, really do.
1: Uh, and the reason I picked this track above all the others um, is very near and dear to me and Brian it um, only does it have that sixteen bit eighteen bit or sixty four bit in this case uh, music, but it was very hair metalish and yeah w- if, we definitely we definitely have a penchant for the hair metal
0: yeah if uh, if anyone in the listening to this episode knows what that main melody is from that bum, ba-da-da-da-da, bum, if you could figure out what that is influenced by reach out to us in the comment section below or on Twitter or, you know, whatever. Reach, Just somehow reach out to us because it's going to bug the crap out of me until I figure out where that melody comes from because I don't believe it's, an, you know, original to Wave Race. I believe it is inspired by another song because I've heard that before. I just cannot for the life of me place it where it came from.
1: <laughs> it could just be the fact that we played a lot of Wave Race it 64, really though. <laughs> I mean, it
0: could just be nostalgia creeping up on me and, and it might honestly be that, but it to me, it sounds like it's from somewhere else. I mean, I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. I could be crazy. I mean, I have I have been told that before, so <laughs> um, probably by El Frankero. On uh, more than one occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if you if you're listening to this and you know where that came from, then uh, for sure reach out to us because I would love to uh, love to know. But Wave Ray sixty four was a game that I played a lot of when it was on the when it was out and then like i said same thing with blue storm um two games that were like i said probably some of my favorite nintendo games and i like i said it it would just fill me with so much joy if nintendo would go back to the series for the switch or even for the next console if they don't have time to do one for the switch i'm sure they do though they have time um get it done nintendo make a new wave race come on wave race switch Make wave Race happen. Switch 2018. Hashtag make it happen. Make it happen. Um, but just, I mean, this game was so cool. Like, you couldn't you, I, couldn't you race a dolphin?
1: Yes, you could. I, me, my, <laughs> this, is, this is one of those games that me and my sisters, we played so much of this game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man. Uh, yeah, love it. Lot, love Wave Race. A lot of good memories with Wave Race. And yeah, killer track. Um, Kazumi Totaka is the one that did this one. And uh, some of the other stuff he's done. he did some he did some work with Animal Crossing. Um, he is the main composer for Animal Crossing, if I'm not mistaken. So, and that is a that, that is an episode that we do have planned in the plan. Yeah, I, that forget, I forget what uh, what week that's slotted in for, but uh, we are actually going to do an entire um, episodic series on Animal Crossing. Some of the you know we are doing some episodic series on some of the big games like Legend of Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, Animal Crossing is going to be one of them. Um, games that just have a lot of music that we enjoy that cannot all fit into one episode so however many episodes it might be is, is what it'll end up being but uh you know every now and then we'll do like part one part two you know we'll just do something like that make it fun but yeah animal crossing coming up sometime in the next few months um but for my next pick we are going to move to what do i want to do i don't know let's stick with nintendo let's do the main theme from pikmin 3 That was the main theme from Pikmin Three, which released back in 2013 on the Wii U. Um, you do not like this game. You don't like the series.
1: It is such a wonderful series for me to poop on.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, I,
1: I, I, it's it's an oddity because I most I usually love puzzle games. Yeah,
2: and
0: that's the puzzle I've, strategy game is all Pikmin is.
1: But I've never been able to get into the Pikmin games, and it's not for lack of trying on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Wii U came out uh, for the ambassadors, they gave you a choice of a free game. Uh, it was either I believe Wind Waker or Pikmin Three. Yeah. And I love Zelda. I think Zelda's one of the greatest games of all time, but I'm like, you know what? Let's give Pikmin a chance. Let, let Leo let, let's see what you got for me. And I hated every second of the game. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like, I could have had Wind Waker. You know <laughs> so, Um I refuse to give Captain Olimar any love when I play Smash Brothers. I don't want to touch the 3DS version of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tried playing the original back on the GameCube. I didn't like it.
0: Maybe maybe Uh, you'll like Pikmin 4 when it comes out on the Switch next year.
1: Yeah, I think... Pickling can go to hell. I'm done with it. Okay, uh, you know, everybody has it. Everybody has a series they just can't get into. And for me, it's definitely
0: Pikmin I just
1: put the track. I'm not going to the track. The track was very nice ambiance. Yeah, uh,
0: like in that track, like we were talking about listening by listening to it. It's it's not even more so just like the music that's there. Obviously, the the nice melody and the music is very peaceful. But what what really speaks to me about that, and and definitely just you know, if I close my eyes, I can just picture myself laying in a backyard. You know, some hot summer day birds chirping in the background just you know grass blowing wind blowing just everything about that track just speaks and you know gives off the summer vibes and uh, just everything about Pikmin is really summer vibes too especially Pikmin 3 especially Pikmin 3 like I said we were talking about it while listening the uh, the flowers blooming the you know the green scenery all around just a very very summer game if you're looking for something that uh, will make you feel like you're in, in someone's backyard playing but uh, yeah you do not like Pikmin and I think you should uh, stream Pikmin 3 on Twitch never <laughs> so what do you got next for us uh, coming up
1: next is a game that I introduced everybody to back um, on our last Radio Hour. Okay. A, little ge- a little game called Plock. Mm-hmm. Uh, while there is a track from Plock that we listened to on Radio Hour called The Beach, which perfectly sums up the summer, um, this song also, being with a very summer game, um, th- that also encapsulates the entire Plus, feeling... We didn't, we didn't know when we did Radio
0: Hour we were going to do summer-themed levels, so...
1: <laughs> uh, tr- tr- trust me, if i known, I would have changed it up, but... <laughs> The song is going to be called Acrylic, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. And that was acrylic from Plock. Um, just to kind of give you an overview, I uh, said so this is a game I introduced you on Radio Hour. Uh, the digital character, Plock, dwells on acrylic. It's a large island in the fictional region of polyester. So, uh, polyester. Poly- <laughs> so th- th- I'm going to give you. <laughs> I, 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 oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so. So just to kind of give you an idea of how this goes, and you'll you'll, you'll catch another something here said a little bit. Uh, Plock wakes up one morning and he finds that this his big square flag had been stolen. So he travels to the first nearby island called Cotton Island, Cotton. <laughs> to, ret- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to retreat to retreat from the Bobbins Brothers. And after he you know he fights the Bobbins Brothers, he goes back to Acrylic and he realizes that his city, his town, his whole island has been taken over by fleas, the large blue creatures. They jump around, and he learns that the stealing of his flag. Was simply a decoy to get him away from acrylic. So the, you know that, that makes the whole. That's the entire point of Pluck is to kill all the fleas, fight the, the queen of the fleas. Um, but the game itself, it's I
0: get a flea collar. <laughs> there you go. The, the, the
1: game itself, it's set on, It's an island setting. It's very bright, very vivid. It's summer through and through. Um, the, the, I haven't played this that, game. I, I mentioned
0: it during radio R. Right, I need to go back and play it.
1: I mean, uh, I talked about it a little bit uh, in Radio Hour, but like this game has a, a dynamic where you actually sacrifice your limbs to solve certain puzzles. Yeah. So, so that's so now you're fighting one-armed because you left your arm to hold down a switch. Which yeah, it, it's a really fun game. It was something that you know it didn't get too much acclaim on the, uh, the Super Nintendo when it came out. Looks very much like Yoshi's Island. I was say this
0: is the Yoshi's Island game, very similar yes. to it, right?
1: I, I mean, this game was so interesting that Miyamoto wanted to work on it, but. It was so similar to Yoshi's Island That he's like, it's almost a conflict of interest So he didn't touch it Yeah,
0: but, I, uh, I totally remember this now, going back and looking at pictures of it Because I remember even when we talked about it on Radio Hour How I, Before I even knew what this was I said it, it looks like a mix of Super Mario, um, Yoshi's Island And um, Contra <laughs> I, I,
1: He's on the music for Equinox, WWF Raw Zone uh, Batman and Robin on the PSN P- PS One, I'm sorry. Uh, so he's he he a lot of t- Tim Fallon. He's well known. He, he's out there, and uh, he hasn't made a bad track.
0: Apparently not. No, because that was a, mm-hmm. that was a really fun track too. And uh, I, I am going to make it a point to go back and check out Plock at some point. It is it is on my list of things that I need to get to whenever I have some time. Um, it just looks like so much fun.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, once I get the time, I do plan eventually on doing some retro reviews on Level yeah. Down Games. Yeah, do I, I own me a copy of Plock, so I will be playing that game. Yes. Uh, hopefully stream a little gameplay for you guys It'll kind of give you an idea of how crazy this game really is that'd be really
0: cool i uh, i can't wait for that series i know Ed, that's still a long ways off obviously we are yes but, but that is a, a concept that alfred caro and i have been kicking around uh, his retro corner so to speak where he just you know takes a game and plays portions of it records it we put it up on youtube so um hopefully we can get that done sometime um sometime in the next couple months but we're we're probably still a ways off but uh it's
1: yeah we're coming, we're it's coming, we're, so. we're shooting for hopefully first quarter
0: 2018 yeah we, we uh, some time we're, it's still in the uh concept stages so to speak <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm excited for that i can't wait so my next pick we're gonna go to a game that i don't know if you're familiar with a game called flower you played that one i i have not you played journey yes i have okay it's 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 made by the same studio that did journey so okay the game. okay uh this was their first game it's called flower and this track is sailing on the wind sailing on the wind from flower composed by vincent diamante who as far as i can tell is just done this game and possibly Skullgirls. so not too much out there from from this composer in in the world of video games but my god what a great track what a fantastic game and i i I did lie before we uh, went to a break there to listen to that song it wasn't that game company's first game it's their second game uh their first game was flow and their third game obviously is journey so Flower though very much like Flow, very much like Journey, obviously being a that game company game. You just very peaceful. You you control petals, flower petals and you you know sail in the wind, go over grass, pick up other flower petals and keep going. I mean, very serene game, very peaceful. Just a game to to sit down and and zone out with and the music in this game has received a lot of awards just like journey did. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't wait to see what that game company is doing next. There, there's been some teasers, uh, for their fourth game and I don't know exactly when they're going to announce it, but I cannot wait. And it's been there. The teasers they actually put out were at the end, or at the beginning of November of 2016. And we haven't heard a thing about it since, but when they put out the teasers they're still pinned to their Twitter account, um, it said 2017 and it showed a, two candles on a flame for what looks to be children wearing capes. And then like a almost looks like a breath of the wild type of an architecture in the middle there. But I, I am very curious to see what their next game is and whatever it may be, I will be there to purchase it when it comes out because I am a huge fan of that game company and pretty much everything that they've done.
1: So, you know, it's, it's, I, I like this a nice peaceful track kind of, yeah. Kind of, kind of calm me down
0: uh, and if that's If that's his first credit Or, his, or one of his only major credits you know, His only credit As far as I can tell Like I said I, I think he might be involved With Skullgirls But I I cannot get enough Definitive proof That he was
1: I hope he has a nice long career and I hope I hear him something uh, soon yeah that
0: was, that, the, uh, that, was
1: uh, that, that was definitely a good track
0: mm-hmm. definitely like I said if you haven't played flower and you have played journey or if you haven't played any of that game company's games start with flow then go to flower then check out journey check out all three they're they're shorter games they're not it's not gonna take you that long to get through but the experiences that you have especially with flower and even more so with journey which I think might be one of the most emotional games of all time are just I mean, Transcending for for gaming for sure.
1: All right, and uh, for my next pick, I'm going to go for something with a little more of a country flair when it does come to a uh, summer. I'm going to be going for "Click Clockwood Summer" from Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. And that was a Click Clock Wood Summer from Banjo-Kazooie. Um, definitely had a nice polka-country kind of feel to it. Yes. Um, the, the Banjo-Kazooie series, if you're not familiar with it by now, uh, I'm not going to be teaching you anything here. Um, but it was a platform game by Rare back mm-hmm. in N64, back in 98. Uh, it's the first game in the series. Um, it follows the story of a bear named Banjo and a bird, you guessed it, named Kazooie. <laughs> so they try to set the witch Grantilda, who intends to switch her beauty with Banjo's sister, tootie um the game features nine non-linear levels where the player uh has to use banjo kazooie's wide range of abilities to gather jigsaw puzzle pieces it definitely collect-a-thons a lot of uh solving puzzles jumping over obstacles uh defeating opponents i love the hell out of banjo kazooie oh. uh I, think, I, I know we mentioned it in a prior um uh max level how i would love to see him uh banjo kazooie featured in smash brothers because yes. he's just He's such a big character. Unfortunately, with the whole rare thing, it's probably never going to happen. Nope. But but if anyone had but if anyone had a chance, it probably would be Banjo Kazooie just because he's.
0: I agree. And, but
1: yeah, uh, everything about this game though
0: is just—it's summer, like it's yeah for sure. And especially the music. I mean, that that was composed by Grant Kirkhope, one of the most famous composers I think in in the gaming industry. I mean, obviously he done he did everything that I can think of for Rare. So he was involved with Killer Instinct, the Donkey Kong games, Golden Eye, um, Perfect Dark, Star Fox Adventures, Grab by the Ghoulies, the two Viva Pinatas. Um, he did the soundtrack for Kingdoms of Amalore Reckoning, for big, huge games. He did... Um, what else has he done? He did the Civilization Beyond Earth game. Uh, he has done Ukulele, uh, obviously, the most recent Platonic <laughs> game. Um, he's doing the track for Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle, coming out later this month. Or he's doing all the music for that game. Um, he's doing A Hat in Time, another you know, collect-a-thon type platformer game inspired by Banjo Kazooie. Um, just, he's still very active in the industry and his music is just iconic. I mean, I think that's really the only way to put it. Um, I actually went to G the game developer expo in, um, Columbus, Ohio last year, 2016. Um, you know, we got to go as official level down games press and Jessica and I went and, um, They actually had a cool little thing there, and the the, the event was at um, the Science Center in Columbus, and they had a cool little thing in the planetarium where instead of, you know, showing, like, the actual star system and that kind of stuff above you when you sat down, it would show different games done by Grant Kirkhope. Oh, wow. And it actually played his music throughout the the planetarium. So, I mean, like, you're looking up and you see, like, you know, they, what did they show? They showed the Donkey Kong 64. They showed Banjo-Kazooie. They showed Banjo-Tooie. Uh, they showed Civilization Beyond Earth. Um, they showed a bunch of cool stuff. Perfect Dark. And it was just so freaking cool just to see that then have his music blasting through the planetarium. Um, I'm hoping we get to go back to GDEX this year. I know it takes place, uh, I think, end of September this year. Last year it was end of October. Um, but this year it's actually at the Columbus... Um, Convention center, so it's at a much bigger place, so it's going to be a bigger event. So hopefully we'll get to go check that out again. Uh, I haven't actually talked to the guy who puts it together, but I'm I'm going to reach out sometime later this month and see if, if he is able to to let us come down again. That would be so cool to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, if you want to if you want if you want to try to get a plus one up in there, know yeah. Hey, if you if you want to make the drive, then uh, we can do it. We'll, we can make it happen.
1: oh you not going to play? Yeah, I not even going to pay for my airfare accommodations.
0: No. Freelance, come on now. Come on, Brian. <laughs> you can, the Airbnb's pretty cheap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, Grant Kirkhope, man, what a what a legend in the business, and I cannot wait to see... I can't wait to listen to the soundtrack for Mario Plus Rabbit Kingdom Battle, since that's the one that's coming up next from him. I'm just... I mean, just going back to the Game Oracles episode last week where they had the boss singing to you. I mean, he didn't do um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day for Rare. But, my God, he could have, because if that was him and he was involved in that with the the bossing into them in Mario Plus Rabbids, I can't wait. I can't wait for that game. I can't wait for that soundtrack. It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's <a yummy> <laughs> going to be amazing. So, for my next pick, we are going to jump to Harvest Moon 64. This is the summer theme. summer theme from harvest moon 64 one of my favorite series is definitely harvest moon i spent a lot of time playing these games and i know you did as well i did
1: uh, i actually had to fight my youngest sister to play this game because <laughs> she played the hell out of it yep. uh yeah so when you, when, you, when you have three sisters uh you got to split the time yep. i'm like hey this is my game this is my game no this is my game no <laughs> constantly yeah uh, it's like just, so th- th- thankfully uh she was more so into the, the game uh cube version yeah where there was, where there was multiple saves
0: yep but yeah, yeah the i think the trifecta of harvest moon would definitely be the super nintendo version and then um harvest moon 64 and then obviously harvest moon a wonderful life for the gamecube Um, You could probably throw Friends of Mineral Town from Game Boy Advance in there as well as one of the best Harvest Moon games. But uh, my personal favorite is the one on the Super Nintendo. I know we mentioned that when we were listening to that song. I just think everything about that one, and if I'm not mistaken, that was the original Harvest Moon, um, the one on the Super Nintendo. And it just, when I first played that back in, I want to say, 1997, it was so freaking good. Um, just the different festivals you could attend, you know, obviously having your own farm, being in control of this life, getting married. Um, you know, your, your farm could get destroyed by a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the Super Nintendo version, obviously. Um, and then, obviously, when it moved to the Nintendo 64, um just more of the same, and just everything I loved about Harvest Moon, and then obviously when it moved to the to the uh, GameCube with A Wonderful Life, and there are still Harvest Moon games that come out to this day, but they're, they're not the same. So, um, there was some weird stuff that happened in the uh, in the timeline of Harvest Moon, and around I want to say 2013 or so, something happened where the team that makes harvest moon split from natsume who owns the name harvest moon but the team that makes harvest moon um marvelous aql started releasing the games here in the u.s as story of seasons because so, i could have sworn the, the, the more recent harvest moons had like monsters and stuff yeah they're they're not the same so natsume has since contracted out the Harvest Moon name to other developers to still make Harvest Moon games but they're not nearly as good they're not, it's not the same team the same team that made Harvest Moon is now making Story of Seasons and the most recent one they released uh, last year was um, no, actually came out this year, came out in February of 2017 Story of Seasons Trio of Towns for the 3DS um, that's the original Harvest Moon team for, uh, that, that we know and love and over in japan the name harvest moon was never released under that name it was always released under the story of seasons names so they just started releasing it under the same name here just to avoid conflict with natsume and um now we have two farming simulator actually three if you count stardew valley simulator farming simulator games that are uh roughly identical to one another uh, definitely love those
1: series, and I might have to give that a check, checking out now that I know that there's actually a new Harvest Moon game.
0: Yeah, two uh, story of seasons, because those are the, this, the you know, what Harvest Moon was, so, and they're on the DS.
1: Alright, so uh, for my next pick, I'm going to be picking a song uh, called Blue Resort from a little game called Baku Mamba Man. And that was Blue Resort from Baku Bamba Man, also known as Bomberman 64 here in the United States. Um, Yes. The basic idea of this game was uh, Planet Bomber, uh, original name, of course, Uh, was was a peaceful place until a strange fortress descended upon it. Attached to it were four different pieces of planets that were uh, conquered by the most excellently named Masked Trio. Gotta love love Luchador enemies. And now... (laughs) Uh, they, they came to conquer uh, Planet Bomber. Uh, so the White Bomber himself uh, discovers what's happening, and he's about to go out and uh, destroy the, uh, these evil guys, joined by his new ally, Sirius. uh <clears throat> you don't even know him as Black Bomberman um Definitely, in my opinion, the best Bomberman in the entire series. I know it's
0: not a, a series that you're not really too fond of. No, I've never been a huge fan of of the Bomberman series, um especially more recently of the Nintendo Switch version, which I reviewed on Level Down Games. I think I gave it like a five five without having to go back and look. It, it might be somewhat lower. It might be higher. I, I don't think so. I think five five sounds right around what I gave it. I'm just. Not a huge fan of the the concept of Bomberman. I don't think it's really evolved any since the original games. I think it's kind of just stuck in time, and they just keep releasing the same thing over and over again. But if I had to pick my favorite Bomberman out of the series, it would be Bomberman '64. I mean, I didn't. I never owned this game, but I know some friends of mine did, and I would check it out over at their house. But uh, yeah, even still, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of this game either.
1: Yeah, it's. it's- but, you know, just Bomberman again. It was a very, it was an island setting. It was a very, it was a very fun light like, game. Um, this is the first 3D Bomberman. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, but like Brian said, they going forward in the series, they really never did anything new or innovative. Nope. At least in my opinion, they haven't.
0: Uh, honestly, that's
1: why. That's why I say this is, is definitely my favorite in the series, and it's a series I've been playing. God, it's forever now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I had a choice, if I had to pick one, you know, let's play Bomberman, this is the card I'm popping in. I definitely have this laying on the shelf somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I don't think I have any of the other Bombermans, to be quite honest. Um,
0: it's sad yeah, that, that, uh, that Hudson Soft is no more, either. The, the studio that used to make Bomberman. They're, they are gone. They closed I mean, back it, in 2012.
1: I mean, they had some good games, if they I'm had not some mistaken. some great games.
0: Yeah, they did some good stuff. Um... What were some other Hudsoft games that they did? They did, um, obviously, Hudson uh, Hudson's Adventure Island. Yeah, that's um, the big one. They did Nylon's Secret Castle. They did Foxanadu. Um, was it Bonk? Was that what it, what it was called? Bonk. Uh, Mickey Mousecapade. Mm-hmm. Um, f-
1: fans of the uh, the top 10 lists may remember a little game called Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, our, our top 10 hidden NES gems. Uh, they've also done, uh,
1: they're, they're one of the few people to actually do. Uh, a Nintendo um, a Disney game. Um, they did Beauty and the Beast. Most of those weren't done, were done by Capcom, right? Uh, other than that, nothing else really.
0: Yeah, jumps out at you. I think they they had some something to do with the original Mario Party games up through um, God up through eight. I think right. They did. They they handled parts of the the first eight Mario Party games too. So. Um, yeah,
1: but but as starts Huts off, you know, it's Bomberman and Adventure Island. Those are, those are the things everybody knows. And yeah,
0: but I mean, they they were very synonymous with Nintendo as well. And like I said, it was sad when uh, when they actually closed down back in 2012. I know they will be gravely missed in the industry. But um, moving forward, like time does, we're going to go to my next pick, a game called Lufia Two: Rise of the Sinistrals. This is The Summer Theme. and that was the summer theme from alufia 2 rise of the sinistrals which released on the super nintendo back in 1996 this was developed by neverland who also does not exist anymore just like hudson soft um they closed down back in the end of 2013 um they did some great games, too. Obviously, they were known for the... Shining, Shining Force, dude. Yeah, Shining they, Force. They did the Shining Force. Some of the Shining Force games. Um, they did some of the Rune Factory games, which Jessica loves the Rune Factory games, but they did the ones on the PS3 and the Wii. She likes the... No, they did the... Um, they did... No, they did the ones on the DS, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did the Rune Factories on the DS, too. Um, they just the only one they didn't do... Um, I forget what it was called. They were working on Lords of Magna when they closed, yeah. which um, still released. I forget who who picked it up and finished it after Neverland closed down. But um I just I know that Jessica has been dying for Rune Factory 5 and I'm just not sure it's going to happen just because Neverland obviously is no longer a company. Um, but Marvelous AQL who um, you know, they they're the ones that that picked up lords of magna made in heaven and finished it and i believe the the rune factory producer um is now with marvelous aql as well so there's a chance the series lives on but yeah Luffy going back to lufia what a fantastic um jrpg series for the super nintendo i really wish that this series would make a comeback somehow um i don't think that it ever obviously could but i would absolutely love it this such a good game it actually was received really well as well um you know got pretty good reviews across the board uh 10 out of 10 on Famitsu. so yeah which Just is saying something hard to come by from <laughs> yeah. uh, from weekly Famitsu. but um the game is a prequel it's set 99 years before lufia and the fortress of doom which tells the story of how the sinistrals first appeared in the world and um the story just, like I said, it's such a good story, such a good game, great music all around. Um, I just wish that the, the golden age of JRPGs, man, the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation One, and it, you can even go as far as to say it's the PlayStation Two, where every JRPG that came out was just a phenomenal hit for the most part. Nowadays, I mean, we still get a lot of JRPGs that come out, but there are some ones that kind of, you know, fall below the uh, the average scores on Metacritic and things like that. But I still enjoy them for what they are. But I don't know that we'll ever get back to a time where it was just hit after hit after hit after hit for JRPGs. And yeah, Lufia was so good. One of my favorites on the Super Nintendo. I know I say that a lot, but uh, I do have a lot of favorite games. And I do... I, I like games. And I mean, I like to speak positively about games unless a game just, you know, irritates me to no end and, and I have to, you know, address the irritations. But for the most part, I, I, uh, I love games, so...
1: Trust me, we all have games that we absolutely hate. For me, it's called tag team wrestling by right? Data East on the NES uh, but you know L- L- Lufia it's, it's, I- I'm familiar with Luffy. I'm not a big RPG guy uh, probably the second best thing to come out of Neverland mm-hmm. uh, with the,
0: number one being Michael Jackson <laughs> uh, thank you folks I'll be here all week um, I thought you were actually going to give the nod to uh, Rune Factory there I should have known come on now I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> say Peter Pan
1: <laughs> no, I, think, I think it props to my boy Michael Jackson <laughs> all right uh so for my next pick um i'm gonna actually gonna pick a game that's probably it's it's so great I, i've played so much um and it's actually introduced me back to series that uh that, that i haven't played or haven't watched in a long time uh this is called busted up on the beach by a little game called kingdom hearts and we'll speak about that when we come back And that was a uh, busted up on the beach bike uh, from the game Kingdom, Hatsu, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, <laughs> to kind of explain the game, uh, main, you play as the main character, Sora, uh, with your friends Riku and Kairi. Your, uh, darkness kind of d- descends upon your world. Uh, and you, you come across what's called the Keyblade. You also come across uh, a couple of guys who are coming from the Disney Kingdom, uh, Donald Duck and Goofy, and they let you know this crazy thing that's going on. Uh, how the, this group called the Heartless are taking over the world and they're they're stealing away the hearts and they're going after the Seven Maidens uh, who just happen to be the seven uh, some of the Disney princesses. Uh, all one big evil plot, uh, seemingly orchestrated by Maleficent. Uh, such a great game, I love the hell out of this game. Uh, and this song here, Busted Up on the Beach, actually takes place on, in your home world while you're on the beach. And you know, and, and these, these evil, heartless demons are coming at you. Uh, just hearing the song makes me want Kingdom
0: Hearts 3 to hurry the hell up and get here. <laughs> One of the most... Convoluted stories in gaming, though. I I couldn't even explain it. There's no way I could do the story justice. Not not uh, do it justice, but actually explain it to a, a point that it makes sense. Because every single game that comes out in the Kingdom Hearts series just, you know, further complicates the story and the narrative. And I, I love Kingdom Hearts One and Two. Um, not so much a huge fan of some of the handheld ones. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I do think that Birth by Sleep should have been Kingdom Hearts 3 and that we should be moving towards Kingdom Hearts 4 because I think Birth by Sleep is a very important game in the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, If you haven't played these games, they've they've recently released uh, in HD on the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 4, and I do think it's the best place to check them out at this point. Um, all all the games are now on the PS4 in the, the compilation disc 1.5 and 2.5, and then the, the new one, 2.8 HD, which does include a little teaser for Kingdom Hearts 3, a, sl- a small little snippet of a game that leads directly into the story of Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, yeah, I, I am so excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's, it's finally coming out in 2018, as far as we know. They, they've said that, you know, the game will release sometime next year at D23 last month, where they also showed off the new Toy Story world, which looks amazing. It looks so good. It's, it's to the point now <laughs> where video game graphics have finally gotten to that Toy Story level. And everyone was wondering, like, when will video games actually look like Toy Story? Well, they do now, because Toy Story is, like I said, it looks identical to the movies. It looks gorgeous. Um, I am so excited for that world, and I'm just really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, even more so because it's using the Unreal Engine four, and that engine's great. I wish more, um, you know, Japanese developers would use it. I know uh, the Dragon Quest team is using it for Dragon Quest eleven, and that's you know great, Love, gorgeous game as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I can't wait for Sora, Donald, and Goofy to just beat the hell out of some some guys. I, I this this series got me into watching Disney movies again. And I, I, I don't watch them all the time, but sure he's really it's, 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 I, I I'm past my cartoon most of my cartoon days. I, I'm watching more anime than anything else. Yeah. But just watching the, what, what, these games got me to go back and check these movies for little nuances to see. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, they they pulled this from here. They pulled that from there. It's yeah. it's, just... it's it's so it's so great, and they they do their series justice. You know, they're they're not just cash grabs or just you know. Every series is represented pretty truly, like right. the, the way it should be
0: i'm just ready within, to context,
1: within, within context of course i mean it's
0: sure it's, it's, i'm just ready to see how they screw the story up even more in kingdom hearts 3 um, um, how are they going to make it more complicated how are they going to just confuse us even more and will they leave it open for kingdom hearts 4 which we probably won't see until like the 2030s
2: <laughs> i'm just
1: ho- i'm just hoping that they're keeping this quiet and i'm hoping to see either marvel
0: or star wars show up in that game in some capacity yeah we'll see i don't know um Two big names that I'm sure if they were in there, we would probably hear about it at some point. But I mean, hey, if they can put those in there and keep it a secret more power to them, that'd be amazing to actually experience that and discover it on your own. That'd be so cool. But who knows? Absolutely. We'll see. Um, for my next pick, we're going with uh, The Color of the Summer Sky from Secret of Mana. And that was the color of the summer sky from Secret of Mana, which released originally back in 1993 on the Super Nintendo. I freaking love the Mana series. Um, I'm telling you, these games are so good. I know we put this in our um, top ten summer themed games as well, just because of yes. the, the feeling that this game and you know invokes. But um, super colorful game, very vibrant, very artistic. And one of the better JRPGs on the Super Nintendo... Uh, Square Enix... Not even Square Enix. They were just known as Square at the time. It was before Square and Enix merged. But, um... You know, they were just hit after hit after hit... Back in the Super Nintendo and PlayStation 1 era. Um... Such a good series. Like I said, the uh, the Mana series spans a few games. There was, um... The original one was actually known as Final Fantasy Adventure. But then it became uh, Secret of Mana. Then and Setsu 3... Um... Then we had Legend of Mana, Sword of Mana, Children of Mana, uh, Heroes of Mana, Rise of Mana. Rise of Mana It was actually um, a iOS and Android game, but I think it's also on the Vita. Um, but I don't know that... Yeah, the Vita version didn't come out here in North America, which made me extremely sad. Um, Adventures of Mana did, though. That was um, the remake of the Final Fantasy Adventure game. And that one came out on the Vita here um, June of last year. And then um, there is a Seiken Densetsu, which I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, Seiken Densetsu Collection for the Nintendo Switch, actually. Oh, wow. um, That is the, if I'm not mistaken, that's the uh, original three games for the Switch. And I am just hoping and praying that it comes to North America. It's already out in um, Japan, but yeah the mana series it's a medieval fantasy action role-playing game and like i said if you haven't checked this one out it was originally began as a like a side story to final fantasy which is why the first one was called final fantasy adventure but the game just ended up becoming it's you know so big and such its own thing that they created this whole fictional world known as mana around it and you know with recurring stories involving the world tree and just everything about this game. And, you know, you play as the hero. That's his name, Hero. And um, it's just, like I said, if you haven't played this game, I really I can't speak highly of it enough. I, I love this game. I wish this series also would continue on the PlayStation 4. I would love to see a modern Mana series done in the Unreal Engine or, you know, something similar. I would absolutely... I'd probably... I don't even know what I would do. I, I can't. <laughs> Like you know, if, if something like that were to happen, that would be amazing. Um, even
2: uh, like, uh, even have just sh-
0: game, like any old school JRPG, if they would just bring those back and instead of releasing them on a handheld or a mobile phone, you know, put them on PS4 with some good graphics. Or not even doesn't have to be you know cutting edge graphics, just you know decent graphics with a great story. And I will be there day one, praising your game one hundred percent.
1: I, let's, 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 I have my fingers crossed for Valkyria Profile. <laughs> to my side, my noble line Harrier. Do you like that series?
0: I know, it's shocking that I actually know a couple of these,
2: right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. That's
0: actually, that, that's probably Justin's favorite JRPG series, is Valkyria Profile.
1: Yeah, it, it, trust me, there's a few out there. Well, I, I claim to be ignorant, but I know a thing or two.
0: <laughs> so okay well yeah secret of mana like i said great track great uh, soundtrack all around um give it a shot
1: all right and uh for my next track i'm gonna take you to a game very reminiscent of harvest moon mm. in my opinion better but yeah i'll leave that to you to decide this is gonna be the song <laughs> summer aptly named from stardew valley summer from stardew valley um as i mentioned earlier very much like harvest moon
0: yeah i enjoy the hell out of this game uh I know, have you been have you played stardew valley i played a little bit of it when it was obviously when it released on steam um i personally have been waiting for the nintendo switch version and, and i will be i will be getting the switch version uh, Yeah, and i know Jessica's also waiting for the switch version i think it's the perfect game to put on the Switch, um, you know, it just makes so much sense to have it on the handheld. I know a lot of my friends and people I've talked to are, are waiting for the Switch version and that, that actually own a Nintendo Switch. Um, but if you don't, I mean, you can get this game on PC, you can get this game on the PS4, you can get this game on Xbox One. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, what a great game. Like, like I mean, you know, I, I played a track from Harvest Moon 64 earlier. This game just, you know, very nostalgia feeling with Harvest Moon um, clearly inspired by that series. They wanted to do something a little bit more than that Harvest Moon has, hasn't has been doing lately, or even Story of Seasons, what they haven't been doing lately. So uh, Chucklefish, the publisher and then developer concerned Ape, they went out and, you know, they just did their own thing. And it honestly, it became a hit overnight. Like it just lit up the charts on Steam when it came out.
1: In fact, yeah, that's that's literally how I saw it. was. I was just looking at Steam and... Yeah. I was like, hey, what's this? And then when, and, and when like uh, I looked at the little video, I was like, this is Harvest Moon. Yes. Like, like I told you. I, uh, I was like, done. But instantly, uh, oh, I, yeah. I'm an easy sell. <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a good trailer or if you have a good, a good video, it's so easy to get Alfred Carroll to buy your game. Yeah. Um, and how many horrible games I bought because of great trailers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> th- thankfully, in this case, Started Alley didn't disappoint me. No, of course um,
0: not. Um. But one of the cool things about Stardew Valley that was introduced in a later update, you can actually select one of five maps when you begin the game. So you're not locked into, like, the same plot of land, like if you start up a Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons, you know, the map is already predetermined for you. With Stardew Valley, you have a choice of one of five, and... um you know some of them depending on how you want to play some might have like extra foraging opportunities one might have extra mining opportunities some might have like a you know more rivers to fish in it's just it's a cool concept you know it lets you kind of like animal crossing where you know if you don't like the town you originally get put in you know the the randomly generated one just delete that save start over and the town is going to be completely randomly generated again do you
1: have any idea how many towns I deleted until I got the perfect town?
0: Uh, I wouldn't even fathom, I guess.
1: Uh, scorched Earth, just thousand times over. Uh, <laughs> but but my 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 town on the 3DS version mm-hmm. perfection, absolute perfection.
0: Luckily for me, I when I started the GameCube version when it first came out. Oh yes. I, um, I really wasn't. I, I wasn't displeased with my town when it w- was randomly generated, so I kept it. The very first one that I walked into is the same one that I still have on my GameCube, which I have. Oh, oh, oh. I, I have not been back to in a very. <laughs> I was
1: going to. I was going to say we should check that game. We should check our saves uh, one of these days because I'm sure it's one big weed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's one big weed filled with <laughs> universal codes everywhere. So, okay. Well, moving on, I have a track coming up from a game called Far Cry Three. This is Journey into Madness. and that was journey into madness from far cry three far cry three obviously is an open world action adventure first person shooter game from uh ubisoft that released back in 2012 on the xbox 360 ps3 and pc um to this day i think far cry three is still my favorite far cry um game from that franchise i don't know if you've played any of these (laughs) games or not but uh i haven't uh great they're amazing um, I wasn't a huge fan of Far Cry Four so much. I think that just the setting, maybe the characters that were involved, just didn't appeal to me as much as Far Cry Three did. Um, I thought um, I thought Jason Brody was a was a good protagonist, and then obviously the characters, like the um, the the villains of the game, was just man Voss, one of the best villains I think in in recent gaming. Um, just uh, if you look up the the box art for for Far Cry Three, uh, he's the one that's sitting down. He's just uh, a psychotic looking dude, and okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's just um, like I said, a great great villain in in Far Cry Three. And this game takes place on uh, Rook Island, a which is you know just like I said, what's why I picked this track. It has a tropical island feel, um, like you said. We're we listening to it, very calypso sounding kind of a, a thing. And um, yeah, Jason Brody is on vacation with friends, celebrating his um, his brother Riley recently getting his pilot license, and then all hell just ends up breaking loose. I mean, they get um, you know kidnapped by these pirates, obviously with the leader being boss, and then you know you have to try to save everyone. And dude, it's just a fantastic game. Like I said, Far Cry Three, I think, is the best in the Far Cry franchise. Yeah, I I was also a big fan of Primal, obviously, with the uh, the primitive era, using spears and you know being a caveman. I thought that was pretty cool too. But um, I don't think anything has topped Far Cry Three for me yet. I am I am intrigued with Far Cry Five, which is coming out in February of next year. That's the one that takes place in Montana with um, the uh, the resistance. And you have the one guy that's flying the hel- the you know the bipedal plane. Um, you have the, the the reverend from the church. You have the girl that works as a bar back. Um, the game just looks good, and like I said, it takes place in Montana, featuring a bunch of crazy cultist type people. And have you seen? Did you see the trailer for that one? I saw the trailer for that. that I, I, cool. I like old, It looks. I like. I really like. Cool. I like Wild West set games in general, yeah. though. Like. Yep, that one looks real good. So I am definitely excited for Far Cry Five. Um, Maybe it'll finally topple three for me. One, I don't know. Like, and the weird thing with Primal two was that it used the same map from four, just reskinned it a bit and made it look more primitive. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, it didn't feel like you were walking through the same map, but if you layered them on top of each other, it was identical. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked out Far Cry three or have no idea what the Far Cry franchise is check out Far Cry 3 and then keep an eye on Far Cry 5 releasing in February 2018 because like I said it looks great I'm excited for that one
1: Um, for my next game this is from a series that I absolutely adore and I've played every single game in the series I'll be playing every other game they ever put out this is a no no not, well, not this, this, this is.
0: I like. I like the paper one, the paper series, but not
1: this. Okay. One. Well, this. Well, this song is "Plaque Beach" from the Mario and Luigi series, from Mario Luigi: Bowser's Inside Story. Enjoy! was plaque beach from Ma- Mario and luigi bowser's inside story um like i said i'm a big fan of this series um the, the, the plot of this one it's a, a convoluted as every other Mario and luigi game uh Mario and luigi actually get inhaled into uh bowser uh and they help him uh, so and bowser doesn't know this and they, they, they learn how to back to control bowser from the inside there you go inside yeah, I story, inside story. <laughs> uh so they're helping Bowser fight against Fawful, who is the main villain of the entire series. and He's, he's the, the constant foil because he's actually taken over the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it's it's a lot of like co-op style fighting. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot very heavy in the puzzle element, and you know me, I'm a of puzzle course. guy. Um, turn-based combat, which is something you'd think I'd hate, uh, right. which, <laughs> I, which of- I
0: do like about the series. So,
1: um, but, but I love it. You know, it's. It's all timing and accuracy, and the game is very. All these games are funny, but, you know, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I, I'm surprised you're not as big a fan of them as I am, but. Uh, I like
0: Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, which was the first one on the Game Boy Advance. Yes. I was not a huge fan of Partners in Time. Uh, I did like Bowser's Inside Story, but then I did not like Dream Team, and I thought Paper Jam was trash. So. Um, I, I don't know what it was I, about uh, Paper,
1: Paper Jam. Jam is the weakest in the series for me which
0: is, Yeah, it's just, you know, the the combat it, it didn't need to happen. That game didn't need to happen. I love the Paper Mario franchise. I like that more than the Mario and Luigi games. Um, but more recently with like Sticker Star and Color Splash, I think Paper Mario has also become more or less trash lately and they need to go back to the original Nintendo 64 formula. They need to go back to Thousand-Year Door on the GameCube these Paper Mario games that were iconic and fantastic, but now they're just going in this different direction, which, you know, more power to them if that's what they want to do, but that's not what appeals to me, and that's not what I want to play. Um, the original two Paper Mario games were so good. And just like oh, the yes. original Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. I thought that was fantastic, and I just don't know what it was about Partners in Time that I didn't like. Um, but yeah, Bowser's Inside Story was was okay. I still don't think it was as strong as Superstar Saga. Um, I just hope that... Obviously, I think the Mario and Luigi series is going to continue. Um, I hope that they go back to their roots for this one as well, the next game. I would like to see you know, something in the style of Superstar Saga. Or even if we want to you know, stay with the Bowser's Inside Story formula, that's fine too. But yeah, you would think that I'd be a much bigger fan of these games than I am. It's just something about them that doesn't appeal to me as much as, as others. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, for me, this game is the closest we've gotten... To, to a new mario rpg which is you know uh, it's i i would love to see mario rpg 2 that's sure. that, that i think every nintendo fan would love to see mario rpg 2 mm-hmm. um i mean paper mario has the elements as well but i yeah. feel like this is the this is the closest we've actually come to seeing that maybe uh, the original
0: th- th- one superstar saga yes but i don't think so, any of the other recent ones have been similar
1: i just keep holding out hope and hope and hope you know m- m- maybe the next one we'll see gino and Mallow. how cool
0: would that be that would be amazing and i would definitely play that one if that were the case <laughs> so okay right, it, looks
1: like, it looks like we're up to our final picks yeah our, so, our yeah. final
0: two tracks for the episode this wednesday morning so i'm gonna kick things off with i think my my strongest choice for this episode this is times scar from chrono cross I'm Scar from Chrono Cross. Like I said, definitely I think my strongest pick for this episode. What a fantastic song. Fantastic game. Chrono Cross is a sequel to one of the better JRPGs of all time, Chrono Trigger, which released on the Super Nintendo, and a, a series that fans have been crying for Square Enix to go back and re-explore. But as I talked with, with uh, Justin recently, and we talk about it a lot, I don't know that they should ever go back to the Chrono series unless they actually got the dream team back together with, um, you know, the the team that originally made this game um, with Hironobo, uh, Sakaguchi, uh, Akira T- Toriyama, uh, Masato Kato, uh, Yuji Hori, Yasunori Mitsuda.
1: Oh, wow. It's, you know, there's some heavy hitters yeah, right this, there. I... This,
0: was, this was a dream team that made so, Chrono Trigger. So... And so,
1: Toriyama, Toriyama did the art on this
0: game. Yes, no, yeah, he was. Wow. Toriyama was the artist for this. Like I said uh, the father of Final Fantasy, Hironobu Sakaguchi, was the designer. Wow. It was produced by uh, Kazuhiko Aoki, um, directed by uh, Takashi Tokita. Um, Nobuo Yamatsu also did music for Chrono Trigger, but that's that. Like I said, that was the dream team for Chrono Trigger, which is why I'm not sure that they should go back and explore this series. Unless they got all those guys back, and I just don't think that's possible at this point in time. Um, Chrono Cross, on the other hand, like I said, that which is the game that that sound that track is from. The director of that one was uh, Masato Kato, who not um, you know he did some other stuff. He did Bait and Kaido's. He did some of the Mana games. Um, he did. Uh, he was the scriptwriter for Chrono Trigger, but he wasn't the director. He also was the scriptwriter for Final Fantasy VII. Um, the producer was Hiromichi Tanaka who also famous from the Final Fantasy series Um, he also was from the Xenogears games Um, just these guys are just you know synonymous with excellence from Square Enix Uh, but the composer for that Yasunori Mitsuda like I said one of the most well known names in video games I think he's known for obviously Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross He did the music for Xenogears. He did the music for Shadow Hearts, uh, the Xenosaga trilogy. Um, He did Luminous Arc. He did the Inazuma 11 series, Arc Rise Fantasia, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, Half Minute Hero, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising. He's done some stuff for Super Smash Brothers. Um, He's did the most recent Valkyria Revolution. He's doing another Eden, which comes out later this year. He's doing Edge of Eternity, which comes out next year. As you know, Blade Chronicles 2 supposedly coming out this year. Just, a, Wow, he's, a, he's busy, huh? <laughs> legend in the industry. And he's only 45 years old. So, I mean, he's not even that old. So, you have to think when when Chrono Trigger came out... And Chrono Cross was 90, uh, ni- 2000, 99 in Japan. But Chrono Trigger was 1995. So, if he's 45 now, that would put him... As what 23 years old when Chrono Trigger released, wow! So, just speaks volumes to his talent and what he's capable of doing at such a young age. And, like I said, now he's and he's not even old and he has so many more years ahead of him. I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Um, but Chrono Cross, not nearly as strong of a game as Chrono Trigger, but everything about Chrono Cross is just summer. I mean, just the setting it's you know takes place on these islands and just the colors, the vibrance of the game. Um you get around the world by primarily by boat because it's a lot of water. So, like I said, if, if you for whatever reason, if you're a fan of JRPGs and you somehow skipped over these this series, the Chrono series, you have no idea what you're missing. And I definitely recommend you go check these two games out. They're just fantastic. And I will be playing more tracks from Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross in the future because such great games. Um. thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode BG Mania is posted on iTunes and Google Play as well as uploaded on YouTube every Wednesday morning if you have any ideas or requests for future episodes please reach out to us in the comment section below or check us out on Twitter at OriginalLDG or our main outlet leveldowngames.com Please be sure to like and share this video and subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games. And for future episodes of BG Mania, Max Level, which is our video game podcast, Game Oracles, our video game trailer-focused show, and The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast. We can also be found on Facebook and twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all of our live streams.
1: All right, guys, so I'm going to do a game uh, that's I enjoyed the hell out of on the Super Nintendo. Um, in Japan, it was released released as Matsutsugigo no Gaiosukushu. Yes. Uh, over here in America, we know it as Earthbound. Um, yes. Earthbound Chronicles: The Adventures of Ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a thirteen year old boy who journeys the world with his psychic powers, and he's collecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has yeah, he goes around with his friends uh, named Jeff, Paula, and Pooh love love that there's a character named Pooh who's a psychic uh and they're collecting is he he a yellow bear uh no, Pooh is not the yellow bear. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, P- Pooh, I do believe, is the prince of an area, if I'm not mistaken. It's been quite a few years since I played this game, but I, I do have nothing but fond memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic gist of it is the evil ga- alien gygus has uh, invaded, and you have to collect eight melodies in order to save the the entire world in the future. Yeah. And this all takes place during a summer vacation. So this, this game, you know, it's... You know, you, you, the, the whole world is being cast into horror and eternal darkness, and right. it's up to these four eternal kids. Darkness, what a great game! It really is a great game, which <laughs> I would lo- I, I would love to see them remake it, but it's never going to happen no. because you know. Uh, but yeah, just this is the pinnacle. This is what this is one of the, the games that everyone wants to play mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to Super Nintendo. It's hard to track down a copy nowadays. I do have one myself. I will eventually do a, a little retro review on this one as well. Um, yeah, Earthbound is so great. Uh, it's one, you know, just having Ness in Super Smash Brothers just lets me know that the fans demand it. They, they, they you know, we we want a new game in this in, in
0: the series. Yeah, hey Nintendo, localize Mother Three, please.
1: Please, for the love of God. <laughs> i got 60 bucks waiting here right now for you just did you just see yours
0: but one of the most recent WWE pay-per-views the guy sitting in the front row with the localized mother three sign i saw that <laughs> shout out to that guy wonder if he's listening i mean it's we want it you know the fans want it yes. just do it for the love of god do it but there is such a strong rumor that they are localizing mother three for the switch i i believe it is happening Um, I don't know that we're going to get a new game in the Earthbound series, but I I do feel in my heart that we will see Mother 3 here in the U.S. in English. Officially. (laughs) It'll
1: it'll, it'll hold me over. Uh, But yeah, taking us out will be the track, aptly named Summers. Until next time.
0: See you guys next week.